Hello, and welcome back to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. Today, we're starting a conversation around how feminism is advantageous to men. I'm your host, Lexi, and let's get ready to have some uncomfortable conversation in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you for joining me today. As a disclaimer to the start of this episode, I'd like to say that I'm not creating this to attack men or to attack feminism. I'm creating this so that it starts a conversation so that you can take this to a partner, to anybody in your life who you think you need to start a conversation with. Perhaps if you're in a bit of a sticky situation and somebody is throwing things at you, I'm creating this so that we can all understand together how feminism is actually advantageous to men, not the vice versa, contrary to popular belief. I hope that makes sense to you because in my head it makes sense. And also another disclaimer is that this is the very tip of the iceberg when it comes to feminism. I am not very, very, very well versed in feminism. I'd say that I'm pretty well versed. I know I am a feminist. I know that I support what feminism seeks to do, but I have a long way to go to truly understand where it comes from, to truly understand our patriarchal structure and to actually get rid of a lot of the misogynistic traits that I carry myself. So, With that disclaimer, let's get started. Let's start with a really simple explanation of what feminism is. So feminism seeks to challenge and dismantle gender-based inequalities and stereotypes. It seeks to create a society where individuals of all genders have equal rights, opportunities, and choices, free from discrimination, bias, and oppression. Feminism recognizes that gender inequality is not solely a woman's issue, but impacts society as a whole. It acknowledges that gender norms and expectations can limit and harm people of all genders, reinforcing harmful stereotypes and perpetuating injustices. So that's what feminism is. And something I'll quickly add here is that I actually believe in gender equity over gender equality, but I think that's a whole nother episode. And if you do have questions about that, just quickly Google it and come back. But we'll talk about that another time. And now I'm going to take you back three years ago to the story that has brought me to this episode today and to creating this type of content. So we're rolling back. It is, frick, three years ago, 2020. 2020. And um, up here in Queensland in Australia, we are free from lockdown. And my partner, or my to-be partner at the time, he is my current partner, and I are on the escalator going down to the bottom of David Jones. And for those of you that don't live in Australia, David Jones is a department store. And the bottom level of David Jones always tends to be this weird, isolated, and very um, scary section of homewares where people are not found for some reason except for that one stony-faced David Jones employee who hates that you've just come down the escalator. So we're in that section. We're looking for a blender for my new place um, on the beach. And we are in that section currently looking at, I think, slow cookers or something, or something large. I remember my, that's what my memory tells me. And my partner at the time, my, and I have to also say that we weren't actually dating at the time. So we were kind of just seeing each other. And (laughs) It was something It was something that I thought was actually quite cool for him to bring up and probably one of the reasons why I stayed as well. So he came up to me and said, hey, Lexi, I've got, I've got to ask you something. Um, I need to have a conversation with you. And I was like, sure, great. I love people that communicate. And he said, hey, um, you know how you met my friends? They've all followed you on social media. You followed them. I'm like, yes, it's been great. I've really um, you know, started to understand people a bit more when you follow them on social media for good and for bad. I had a particular friend come up to me and ask me, like, he was a little bit, like, astounded by the post that you were sharing. And he's like, is Lexi a feminist? And I turned around and I was like, of course I'm a feminist. Why wouldn't I be a feminist? And 
potential partner had a very particular look on his face and it was, I think, maybe disgust or like surprise. And he's like, what do you mean you're a feminist? And I was like, well, let's deep dive into this. Do you think that women deserve equal pay if they hold the same job as men? And he said, of course I do. And I said, great. Do you think that women should be able to apply for leadership positions without bias? He said, of course. And I was like, awesome. Do you think that women should be able to choose if they want to stay at home to raise a family? They want to work and raise a family if they don't want to raise a family at all and and do what they'd like to in their career or in their life. And he's like, of course. I was like, cool. Do you think that women have a right to make decisions for their own bodies, like abortions, like taking birth control? And he was like, of course I do. And I was like, awesome. Turns out you're a feminist too. Now, he didn't like that and that wasn't taken particularly well. Do you think that your friends have the same beliefs as you in the questions that you've just answered? And he said, I think that they do. And I was like, do you think this particular friend that has brought this grievance to you about me being a feminist has the same beliefs? And he told me which friend it was. And I was like, you know, I've actually spoken to this person. and I, I very much think he has the same beliefs. He's very, very smart. And I was like, well... The great news is you can take back to them that I am a feminist and that they, in fact, are feminists as well. And again, the taken back look. And the taken back look is because he was like, that's impossible. I'm not a feminist. Feminist starts with the word femme. I am male. I'm masculine. Men cannot be feminists. Now, the reason that I stayed, because some people would be like, well, it's not your responsibility to teach someone else's son what feminism is. Agreed. The reason I stayed is because there was no denying of it, right? If somebody ever said to me, are you a feminist? And I said, yes. And he said, I don't believe that there is a gender gap or I don't believe that women um, have bias when they go for leadership roles in their career. Then we would have an issue, right? But this wasn't an I don't believe. This was simply an I don't have the information and I have grown up in a household that has not given me the information. So as somebody who also has grown up in a household that has a lack of information on certain things, I understand that there are people out there who don't have the knowledge around what feminism is and what it stands for. And I also believe that there is a general misconception around what feminism is, especially in men. Because for him, he explained to me that he believed that feminism was those women on the streets that they see in the media that are topless, burning their bras, marching, have hairy underarms and um, grow their hair and just want to oppress men and hate men. That's what he thought feminism was. And I think that some of those pieces do lead into feminist value, i.e. growing hair is for your own choice. You should be able to do that. There shouldn't be a gender difference in hair growth on humans in general, right? But the way that the media portrays that is very different because let's think about who the media is run by. It's run by very rich white men. Most media, in a way, most large media outlets are run by very rich white men. And feminism attacks that's power for these men so they don't want it to succeed let's roll into why i mean that leads us well into why some men don't like feminism and i've got a few points here and then i'm just going to dive straight into why feminism is advantageous to men so why men don't like feminism number one it challenges traditional gender roles some men may feel uncomfortable with women seeking greater equality because it challenges their own privileged position in society It is a threat to their status and identity. Now, when we talk about this, keep in mind that there are a lot of men that have grown up in traditional households. That is a cultural thing. It might be a religious thing. It might be something that they've just accepted as the norm. And in some cultures, I do believe that it is the norm and that there isn't actually much harm in it because women are treated fairly well. And that is their choice, right? Key word being choice there. So just a small deep dive into that. 
let's talk a little bit about challenging status and identity. Now, challenging identity is scary. It's scary as a woman. It's scary as a man. It's scary as any gender at all, right? But let's think about identity as a man has always been in charge, responsible, in power, dominance. And if they're not that, if there is something challenging that, what are they? And does that mean that they have to think about what they believe are traditional feminine traits, something that they could have as well? Being vulnerable, letting someone else take the lead, worrying about your mental health, worrying about your family. And by no means are we empathizing with a man's path here. Because if you do follow me on social media, you do understand that my empathy for men is quite little. And when I talk about men, I'm not talking about all men. I'm just talking about the men that we both know who are. We aren't empathizing, but we are trying to understand where they're coming from. And we all know how hard it is to hear new knowledge, let alone actually accept it, and then insert it into our lives in a way that is beneficial for both us and the people around us. And if we'd grown up in an environment that generally benefits us, why would we want to change it? So number two, something that we've already looked at in that little story I shared at the start, misunderstanding of feminine, of feminism, misunderstanding of feminism. So when we talk about misunderstanding, I think a lot of people think that feminism seeks to undermine and replace men rather than striving for gender equality. So that's why things like you are trying to take my job, women are trying to become men are very prevalent on social media platforms at the moment right? No, we're not trying to take your job. We're not trying to be men. We're just asking for equal rights to the same job. Non-biased rights. We're able to lead and be in power positions as well, but the patriarchy maintains us to be too emotional or family orientated. And I mean, if you want to deep dive into the success of current and past leaderships, we can do that. And that is traditionally men, but we can just have a look at the current state of the world right now. It's not great. So that's just, that's me uh, rolling around on the side there. But what I am saying is that the patriarchy maintains us to be too emotional to be in power positions, right? So if you ever have a discussion with somebody who doesn't believe the patriarchy exists, they will always say the same thing. They will all say women cannot be in power because they have periods every month. And in that particular part of the month, they're too emotional to make decisions. They make decisions with their emotional, over rational abilities. And I don't know about you, but when I have PMS... I am mostly just calling my friends and texting them to tell them how much I love them. So maybe I'll make friends with countries. Either way, what I am saying is that women have the ability to be in positions of power. But right now we have we have gender bias and inequality to come up against to reach those positions of power. And that makes it extra hard. And that's only one layer. So number three, fear of loss of change. Change is intimidating, especially when it affects established power structures. Feminism requires a redistribution of power and opportunities, which some men may perceive as a loss or threat to their own advantages. But again, reperception of this requires acceptance that inequality exists, which is the point of a lot of men won't admit or think about. And if you if you have ever been sitting in any comment section of any woman that talks about feminism, that talks about redistribution of power, you will see a number of men sitting in there saying that the gender pay gap doesn't exist and that there is no inequality and that we don't need to redistribute power. And then in the same breath, tell women to go back to the kitchen and stop making content, right? So they just roll on on top of themselves. So number four, lack of awareness. Without an understanding of the discrimination and challenges faced by women, it can be difficult to support or empathize with feminist goals. Now, something I would like to bring up here, which actually does grind my gears a bit, is that men tend to become a little bit more understanding of feminist goals when something happens to them in their circle. 
such as with their daughters, with their sisters, with their mothers, that is part of the problem with the patriarchy. Men will readily believe other men before they believe what women say, unless they are part of the experience. And that could be gender-based violence. It could be uh, somebody close to them not being able to reach career goals because of bias. All of these things they have to actually experience before it happens. Regardless of that many women telling them that they have the experience, they will still have that lack of belief that it actually happens. That drives me insane. I don't think it's something that I can change, but I just wanted to let you know. (laughs) All right. So that was that little part about why men might not like feminism, right? And you can see how it would not be beneficial to men who are sitting in power positions, who do have that lack of bias towards them who have been in power positions for that long and they don't want anything to threaten that, let alone a gender that they genuinely believe sits below them. So let's roll into more the happy end of this is how can feminism benefit men? It is often seen as a movement that primarily benefits women. This isn't true. Here are a few ways it benefits men. Now, the first thing, and I think perhaps the most important thing, is it challenges rigid gender roles. Men should be able to express themselves more freely, break out of gender norms, engage in activities without fear of judgment and ridicule. And I guess the funny thing is that it's mostly judgment from other men they fear. But drink the cocktail because you enjoy it better than the beer. Go dance in your spare time because it's fun. Take up knitting as a hobby. Cry, be emotional, have a breakdown. That's what feminists are fighting for, for your ability to be human. So traditional masculinity does place pressure on men to conform to this stoic, unemotional behavior. Besides for anger, apparently, which they've managed to rebrand as not an emotion. But emotional openness and vulnerability should be encouraged no matter who you are. This way you develop stronger connections, foster better mental well-being, healthier relationships. You just have a better life in general. Feminism addresses this toxic masculinity, which traditionally is quite aggressive, dominant and suppressive of emotions. So I think that's probably the main thing, right? We talk about mental health and, and as somebody that talks about mental health a lot on their platforms, I see a lot of men sometimes saying to me, yeah, but what about men's mental health? Why aren't you talking about that? Well, well, you first of all, you built this system. But secondly, it is up to you too to take that stand. It is something that you should not be afraid of having judgment for, for, to- for talking about online. And very recently, in the last perhaps half a decade, we've seen a lot of sports players come out, men and women, talking about their mental health. And the amount of pushback, especially in those first few years, around how mental health doesn't exist, and it specifically didn't exist for men, apparently, is wild to me. That was wild. If you have a mind, you have mental health. Number two, advocating for a father's rights. We recognize the importance of an involved father with families. By challenging patriarchal stereotypes that tell us men are disinterested in caregiving or are solely responsible for financial support. Instead, feminism seeks equal access to paternity leave plus other family-friendly policies. Think about it in this way. Let's take a look at the Nordic countries, Finland, Sweden, Iceland, that, that lead the way in this. And it takes one Google for you to find out their happiness meter and how much it is above the rest of the world. And they always sit on that graph at the very top. I'm half Swedish, so I'm just going to read you a little paragraph about Swedish paternity and maternity leave. So this is on the website Nordic Cooperation and under the section of Parental Benefits Sweden. So in Sweden, you are entitled to be completely free from your work when your child is born. You are entitled to this leave over a continuous period of at least seven weeks before the expected date of the birth and seven weeks after the birth. 
Until the child is 18 months old, you as a parent are entitled to be completely free from your work. Up until the child's eighth birthday, until they complete year one of school, you as a parent are entitled to be, entitled to be completely free from your work if you take parental leave. You are also entitled to reduce your working hours by up to one quarter. Parental benefit is, so you can receive parental benefit while you are on parental leave if you are covered by social insurance in Sweden and the child resides in Sweden. Now, as a dual citizen, that is me if I live in Sweden. So parental benefit is paid for 480 days for one child. Where there are two parents, each is paid for 240 days. If you have sole custody of the child, you are entitled to all 480 days. For 390 of these days, that is more than a year, parental benefit is based on your income. For the remaining 90 days, the benefit is the minimum level. So that's wild, right? No, not really in the Nordic countries. And in comparison, I know from one of my friends that I speak to in America that she has to take part of her two weeks that she gets off every year for holidays to have a child. So that's what we are fighting for. That is what feminism fights for when it comes to paternity leave. Equal opportunity with your family, equal opportunity to be able to choose what you would like to to have your household structure be like. Okay, let's top it off with probably uh, the most important reason for feminism. And I think that's the most important because it is something that has affected myself and mostly nearly 100% of women, and I think a very high amount of men as well. Feminism combats gender-based violence. We want to combat all forms of gender-based violence, including against men. Yes, women are disproportionately um, experiencing violence. Men can also be victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and other forms of abuse. So I see this whenever I make any type of content that talks about women's experience with gender-based violence, there are always, always, 100% of the time, I can guarantee men who sit in the comments and say, yeah, but it happens to men as well. And we won't approach why they do that for now because we are making a nice podcast and I am on my ADHD med, so I'm not as aggressive right now. But men can also be victims of this type of violence, domestic violence, sexual assault, other forms of abuse. Feminism works towards a culture that takes all forms of gender-based violence seriously and provides support for survivors regardless of gender. I've had a lot of male friends who tell me they've been inappropriately groped, who have been forced into sexual situations, but they don't feel like it's manly to report it. And I think that's disgusting. I mean, recently we had a very big TikTok couple go through a scandal where there was a video that came out of the, I will say man, because I believe he was over 18, I think. I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. There was a man on a couch and he was uh, passed out, I think, from alcohol. And his girlfriend came over and inappropriately touched him and it got put up on the internet. Now, the internet seemed to be divided in this, and that's what we are trying to combat because there should be no division when a woman inappropriately touches, gropes, or tries to probably aggressively sexually advance on a man. That is something that we need to take seriously. Half of the comments were telling this guy that he shouldn't be posting this on the internet, and why wouldn't you like it when this very good-looking girl was touching you and you should be enjoying that? And then the other half were, of course, questioning as to whether or not that was appropriate for a woman to be doing, which is the right thing to do, because I can tell you right now, it is absolutely not appropriate. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it there. I understand I might have given you a lot of information, or maybe not enough information. Either way, please head to my social media channels to give me feedback and if you'd like to add anything 
please let me know. And also keep in mind that my version of feminism might be very different to your version of feminism. That's because we have different knowledge sources. And I am still at the very beginning of my learning journey. I can't wait to learn more about feminism. But this is my point of view. And that's why I have created this piece of content because I think it's really important to be able to have these discussions with the men in your life. And I hope that this is a good starting point. I do believe that it only takes one man to get another man to have a conversation, to help them understand what feminists are trying to achieve. And I say that because earlier we spoke about men really only believing men, and that's part of a patriarchal structure, men only really listening to women when they've had the experience again part of the patriarchal structure, and maybe not for you, but that's the experience I've had. Case in point, last year my partner came to a very feminist rally with me around the abortion rights, and he agreed after uh, my friend's partner said he was also going. And whilst you might think, geez, that kind of sucks because maybe he should have just gone because of you going, which, by the way, in an ideal world, I agree, I'm being realistic here. Sometimes it does take one man to pull another man along to something that they're going to be uncomfortable at. So, I didn't make this as an opinion episode. If you follow me on any of my social media channels, you probably already know where I stand with men and with feminism. I made this so that if a man ever questions your beliefs, you can tell him how stupid he is for not looking out for his own gender. And also, keep in mind, most men who, have, who question or belittle feminism have little to no clue around what it is, what it's about, and it is absolutely not your responsibility to teach somebody else's son how to respect a woman. If they want to be ignorant and not want to Google, that's on them. But if you do choose to head into a lively debate, I hope this is a good place for you to start. Thank you for listening to me today. I hope you go and do something that makes you uncomfortable and helps your growth. You are listening to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed with Lexi Partell.